welcome to another episode of the Church Home Parenting Podcast. I'm Damon, and my wife Christine and I are the kids pastors here at Church Home. And we have three kids, one age 10, one age 7, one age 6, which means we know everything there is to know about parenting. That's right. I'm an absolute expert, and that's why I'm leading the podcast. Just kidding. No, I'm smarter than that. So what I actually do is I talk to my favorite parents, and I invite them on the show, and then ask them questions about how they raised their kids. And the other day, I was talking to uh, one of my boys and asked him that question, what do you want to be when you grow up? And he thought about it for a second, and he's like, I want to be an astronaut and a scientist and a pastor and a soldier. Like literally just like threw it all out there. And isn't it funny how when you're a kid, the sky's the limit and you can literally be anything that you want to be. And it's one of the funnest conversations to have with your kids and to watch how those things change mm -hmm. over time. And one day they want to be a race car driver and the next day they want to be a fashion designer or whatever it is. But it really does at the heart of it, get down to this idea that God has a plan for each of our kids. You know, the Bible says that every single one of our kids' days is written down in a book before they're ever lived, which means he knows exactly what he made your kids to do. He knows exactly where they're going to live. He knows exactly what jobs they're going to have, what careers they're going to go into. And another way to say that is that God has a call on your kids and my kids' life, that he has a plan for their life. And today I am so excited to have Joanne and Tony Ramos in the studio with us uh, to talk about this idea about God's plan for our kids' life and what is it that we can do as parents to help point them in the right direction. So you guys, welcome to the show today. Thank you so Thank much. You. Happy um, to be here. So tell us a little bit about your family. Well, Tony and I have been married 38 years, and we have two grown children. Um, our son is 36, and our daughter's 38. And our son and daughter-in-law and their four boys live in Bulgaria and pastor a church there. And our daughter and their five children <gasps> live next door to us. So we have one very close and one far away. So, yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. And we were first-generation parents uh, in, in the Christian sense, so... So you were, you were talking a little bit before the show. And so, Tony, what you're saying is that, you know, when, when you guys first had your kids, you didn't know Jesus, you weren't mm -hmm. walking with Jesus, and shortly thereafter, maybe tell us a little bit about that part of your guys' story. So we met and moved in together and got pregnant, had a baby, got, and then got married, and then met Jesus, all in that order, which... I wouldn't recommend to anybody if you're making those choices now, um, but that's where we were at. And so we found ourselves married and already parents and in desperate need of help in every way, but absolutely in the area of parenting. So um, we, the only example we had was the one we were both raised with, which, I mean, I, we, everybody can say their parents did the best they could, mm -hmm. whether that was good or not. Um, but that's where we found ourselves um, when we first started to be parents. Like, oh, okay, we got to figure this out. And what I love about your guys' story and your family story, because, you know, your guys' history is a part of your kids' history. That's true. And that, you know, this, this concept that, that God has a plan for our kids, but it's also tied to his plan for our lives. And that he really is a generational God. 
And one of the most exciting things, and maybe a little bit daunting, is this idea that as parents, we actually get to play a part in our kids getting set up for success when it comes to his plan for their life. And Proverbs 22.6 kind of puts it this way. It says, direct your children onto the right path. And when they're older, they're not going to leave it. And boy, you want to talk about potential and you want to talk about opportunity, it's parenting. And knowing that God's plan is being worked out in our kids by the way that we parent every single day. So maybe if you guys would, tell me a little bit about how did your desire to see your kids develop a genuine friendship with Jesus influence the way that you parented them? I think that that scripture that Damon mentioned, we've talked about it lots over the years, um, about, you know, train up your child in the way they should go or put them on that path. And I think we were really young parents when we read it in the Amplified Bible. And it says, train them up according to their natural bent. Hmm. And um, even though we didn't have a lot of experience and training or even really a community around us where people were talking about parenting or different things at that time, um, I think we thought, okay, natural bent. There must be something that that they have a natural bent for that God put on the inside of them. So, okay, we must need to look for that and help nurture that along the way. So I, I think that that scripture really helped us a lot by looking at who they were and how they acted and, okay, and, and trying to provide for that, trying to make a way mm-hmm. for that, for them to be who they were. And so, yeah, I think that scripture was definitely key in our parenting. And I also think um, when we didn't know what to do, you know, because our examples were the best, uh, we'd ask God. Hmm. I mean, sincerely ask him, hey, what do I do with this? And my child's acting up or I don't know how to handle it. And this is how my parents handle it, but I want to do that. So it's kind of like leaning on God to help you out and give you a little counsel and wisdom to work through some of those situations. It's really good. And I think we did find ourselves doing what our parents did, even unintentionally, because it was all we knew, you know, and um, then feeling bad about it. And um, Tony said something so good to me Um, today. We were talking about it, uh, about parenting and the issues of parenting. And condemnation is the biggest killer Hmm. to moving forward. And then sometimes you begin to parent out of guilt or fear or whatever because you condemned yourself. And it's like... God's grace covered a multitude of our sins. I'm so grateful for that. You know, a bunch of our mistakes. But um, yeah, he he's a faithful teacher. He wants to help us, you know. That's amazing. And knowing that what God was doing in your own lives, how that produced fruit in your kids' lives. And even, you know, when you met Jesus for the first time and then you both made a decision to say, God, we want to follow you. We want to say yes to you. And how the change that was happening internally inside the two of you, that it was simultaneously producing results in the life lives of your kids. Um, what does that mean to you as parents, even knowing that the change that God's wanting to do internally in us as a parent, how that impacts our kids' destiny and how in, that impacts them moving towards the call of God in their life? Yeah, I think it's kind of, it's crazy. I mean, especially when I think about Tony's history um, and how he was treated and abused in a lot of ways and what the outcome of that is, is that you don't believe in yourself. Mm-hmm. And so now we're trying to learn how to believe in ourselves as young parents, but yet we're supposed to ascribe identity and value 
into someone else's life, you know, um, and just the faithfulness of God in that process of to heal us along the way, mm. you know, so that we can pass it on. I think it, it's just so miraculous that we don't have to do alone, you know, and that it doesn't, uh, you know, inheritance isn't something that you give at the hour of your death. It's something you accumulate all of your life. Brilliant. And you pass that on. And so um, that the inheritance that we can give doesn't have to be the one we received, I think is huge. That's really good. Really good. You know, and I love this idea, Tony, about, you know, we've talked about it, that we don't have to give what we got, that we have this opportunity to to allow God to change the ending of AR story, you know, as individuals, but then also to change the story of our, our kids' lives. And, you know, when you want to talk about courage, you know, there's different different forms and fashions of courage, mm-hmm. right? One of the most courageous things that we'll ever do, I'm convinced, in our lives is allow God to, through his grace and his care, shine that bright light on those areas of our lives that house and cover up the dysfunction and the hurt and mm-hmm. the effects and the, the results even of things that weren't our fault, even if it was, you know, um, dysfunction in the homes that we grew up with, uh, to have the courage to allow the Holy Spirit to get in there and to begin to work in those areas. Because it's so much easier to cover them up, isn't it? Mm. It's so much easier just to like ignore it and go on with life, but to stop and allow God to begin to work in those areas. Um, you know, and I have personally seen, knowing you you guys and your family for a long time, um, to see and know your story and to know how that has played out in your kids' lives. Mm-hmm. And now in your grandkids' lives, because you guys got a lot of them, a lot of grandkids. Um, But maybe talk a little bit also about uh, we all as parents want to see our kids hungry and passionate for Jesus, but it's just not always that way, right? Um, Different times and different seasons. How did uh, or what did it look like? Let me ask it this way. What did it look like? for you guys when it maybe didn't seem like your kids necessarily even wanted the things of God or if there was those moments because um, there has definitely been moments where Christine and I have talked to our kids and I'm like, hey, uh, do you want to get baptized? No way, right? And it's like, oh, you're not supposed to say that or like, I don't know if I want Jesus in my heart. It's like, oh! Yeah, exactly, exactly. (laughs) And it's like, we're wanting to force our children into... Raise your hands, raise your hands. Yeah, exactly, yeah. right? Make me look good in the worship yeah, service, yeah. kids. Raise your hands high. Um, but if maybe if that was a part of your guys' story, uh, what did that look like as you guys were navigating those seasons in your kids' life? I think for me, one of the biggest things that God helped me with uh, through some turbulent times in my life is not to labor under an expectation mm-hmm. that there's love and acceptance, and I can experience that from Him and change my perspective on how I view my children too. You know, that, you know what, I love you no matter what you're going through, and I believe that God's gonna help us through it. And that at the very end of it, I'm totally committed to you. You Fantastic. I think um, one of the things too that um, we realized um, when our children made poor choices, um, really poor choices, we uh, had a period of time where we were thinking, you all of a sudden you wake up and if, parents are listening and feel like they're in the season right now that it's like, I don't even know you. 
I don't even know you that you would make that choice that mm. you would, you know, maybe lie or steal or make poor relationship choices. And you're, you're thinking that is not who I know you to be, you know, and we found ourselves in a season, one of those seasons like that. And, um, just were heartbroken, felt heartbroken. Mm. All the, the gamut of emotions or like, I don't know how to do this. I don't know how to navigate this. I've never been this way before. You know, there's a verse in the Bible that says, when you find yourself in that place, you'll hear a voice behind you. You'll hear that voice of God saying, go this way. And mm. we couldn't, at that moment, we couldn't even hear that. We just felt like we went to the go-to for most parents is we are epic failures. Mm. We have made um, huge mistakes and our kids are making choices based on how we raise them or all that and that perpetual condemnation that keeps you bound right um and tony and i were he was on his way back to the states i was we were in bulgaria living in bulgaria then and in the hotel in the middle of the night i think in london god spoke to him and he said um do you know my children made those choices i put them in a perfect garden and gave them everything and they still chose for themselves something else was i a bad dad and it was like, whoa, okay wow. then. Uh, the power of free choice, you know, and to definitely shore up again, you know, what we believe about him, what we believe about us, what we believe about our children. And what Tony just said is that we just didn't ever keep loving. We never, we never stopped loving. We always, you know, leaned in, tried to lean in more and tried to, you know, not take the condemnation on, but just go, okay, let's work this out together. What, you know, where, where are we going to go from here? What are we going to do now? And mm. so, yeah. That's so good. Yeah. And it's, you learn pretty quick that kids pick up a lot by observation, huh? And in, in what they see. And knowing that your kids watched a lot and they saw a lot as, as you guys said yes to God's plan for, for you and your family. And, and knowing that you lived in Bulgaria for a number of years and pastored a church there. And I've heard some of the crazy, awesome stories <laughs> Uh, for those times, and now to see what both your daughter and your son are doing and their heart for people and whatnot, mm -hmm. what would you say are some things or maybe an approach or perspective that you had as a family when it came to, hey, we're, we're going to do this. This is, this is God's plan for us, uh, not just for us as parents, but for us as a family. Well, I just think about the choices that we made to walk with God and we're not turning back. It's like, you know what, this is what God's called us to do, and we're going to walk it out. Um, that our children even came along with us, it was amazing, you know, on the, on the big trip and the big plan, because they had to uproot their entire life. Mm. It's like all their friends and all their loved ones and all their family, and go into the unknown. I think one of the things that um, we talked about, we've learned early on, is that, you know, if you hadn't, ha if you don't have a model, you better learn how to be a model. Oh, yeah. there you, go. you know, like you said, what are they seeing? And I think for us, a priority was our marriage was a priority, mm -hmm. and we didn't see that. Um, I don't want to give too much of our family history just out of respect, but um, we didn't see that in either of our families. It's true. So to learn how to love and to respect and to honor each other, and for them to see that, you know, um, I remember learning as an early mom, uh, as a young mom. The kids would come and interrupt us talking, and I'd say to Tony, just a minute, and put my hand up to his face. And one day I did that to address one of the kids, and the Holy Spirit said, you got it backwards. Hmm. Because they're only going to be as good 
as you guys are together. And so to tell them, no, you wait, I'm speaking to your dad. And um, he was just faithful all along the way because we didn't have that example and we didn't have that community. So I felt like marriage was something we really modeled, was it one of the priorities. And um, prayer, you know, about five years ago, my children are adults now, well, adults even five years ago. And I asked them, um, if we did two things right, as parents, could would you tell me what they were? What were two things? If you, if someone asked you, what did your parents do right? Um, and I, I wish I would have looked at the journal before I left because I wrote them down in a, a notebook. But one of the things that Noah said and kind of resonated to me with this question when you asked it was, he said, you taught me to pray. You taught me that I could have a relationship with God, that I could talk to him in whatever situation and circumstance that I, I had access to him. And he said that was probably one of the greatest things. And I remember the first thing that my daughter said when I asked her about the two things. She said, um, you and dad taught us to love people unconditionally and to always give them another chance. And um, that w- that'll be a tre- that's a treasure for me wow. as a parent, you know, to those two things. Because if you have access to God, then you're going to love people. And so I think probably, obviously, hopefully, we modeled those two things, that our home was always open, our hands were always open, our heart was always open, our resource was always open, and, and that was because we had that initial relationship with God, that we could access Him anytime, you know, so. That's good. Very good. Tony, how about you? What would you say? Oh, boy, that's hard. It's, I, I know that my kids tell me that I'm faithful, you know, and I set my heart to do something, and I always follow through, keep my word, and, and those things are important values, you know, especially in relationships. So, you know, I don't know. Yeah, I think one of your core values really has been, um, to my detriment sometimes, um, is truth. Hmm. He always tells the truth. He always speaks the truth. He always, and I know that um, my daughter said one time, said to us as she became a teenager, she goes, I don't think I'm ever going to get married. And we're like, oh my gosh, why? She goes, I don't know if I could ever find anybody like dad. Mm -hmm. And I thought, wow. That is the greatest compliment that a daughter can give her dad, you know, that he set that standard by how he's lived his life. So That's amazing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, for parents that might be listening right now in, in thinking, hey, I've been, I've been given a stacked, a stacked hand, right? I've been, giving, been dealt a bum hand. Mm-hmm. Um, circumstances in life or maybe through own choices and and having to deal with those or choices of others and having to deal with those. And, you know, to hear your story and to hear that even from a place of deficit, let's say, you know, from whether it's family and relationship and in all of that, to know what God has done in your lives in first you in you internally in your guys's marriage and then how he has worked in a way and where he's brought you from, you know, it's, I think it's one of the most powerful things to generate gratitude is to stop and think about what he's done and to stop and think about where things could be yeah, and to stop and think about how good and how faithful he's been yeah. to us. And, yeah, and all sure. of a sudden, all of the things that we don't have, or we weren't given, um, or that were withheld from us, um, in our own lives and in, in our own families and to stop and go, God, you, but you've been there the whole time. Yeah. And if you have been faithful this whole time, yeah. you are going to be faithful right now. Yeah. And you're going to be faithful in the lives of my kids. And he's the one, you said it perfectly, Tony, he's the one that's going to help our kids. He's going to help them. Yeah. And I just I honor and esteem both of you so oh. much. 
and I respect you, and I love your kids. Thanks. Um, we like them too. I love being around your kids. We you have too. the you have the greatest grandkids in oh, in realizing that you know the the willingness to allow God to change you. Yeah. On the inside, how that changed the destiny of your children and how that is changing the destiny of your grandchildren yeah. and that it's going to continue on and it's yeah. going to continue on and that's legacy yeah. yeah it is and you know you we started this conversation by talking about your children's destiny and directing them in that direction and um i think one of the greatest things that god did for us christ did for us and knowing jesus is um that he set us free to be ourselves mm-hmm. not to perform um i mean i've tried to be lots of things in my life I tried to do, I mean, not even career things, but I tried to be someone else. I think we all have from time to time, but never succeeded, obviously. Um, And I think the freedom that he gave us just to be us, just who we are, and then making that an atmosphere of our home. You know, you're free to be, to dream and to be whoever you feel like you're supposed to be, to use your gifts and to use your callings. And um, one of the things that we were talking about in anticipation of coming today was what greater, better parents our children are than we were. Mm-hmm. And what uh, what a great pleasure, not just yeah. that that who they are in our lives, but how they parent their children, you know? And it's like, yeah, it's, it's just amazing. It's just so, so amazing. But I think that that atmosphere of freedom and not the expectation, not the expectation scholastically, not the expectation spiritually, just a freedom. Because, you know, the Bible says where the Spirit of God is, there is freedom. Mm-hmm. So we wanted the Spirit of God to be in our home. And we, if there was a striving, a glorious striving involved, it was to let them be free, mm-hmm. you know. So I think that probably set that course for destiny. And I see them do that now with their children. So, yeah, Amazing. it's awesome. Amazing. Well, you guys, thank you so much for coming on the show today and sharing and sharing from your own lives and it's a it's an encouragement to me has been an encouragement to me and i know that there's people listening that that uh you know the holy spirit's speaking through you and and using the example of your guys's life and i love it that our example is our failures it's our successes Mm -hmm. and he takes all of that and turns it into something something beautiful (laughs) 